This is the Encounter Community Church podcast, where we will take one or two nuggets from Sunday's message and look at how we can take, utilize, and apply it to our lives. Welcome back to the podcast for the Encounter Community Church. My name is Ken Ballard. I am the pastor here at Encounter Community Church. And today I'm actually recording from my home, which in one way I'm excited about. It's kind of nice to be here, but I do have children. So if you hear children in the background, it might not be yours. <laughs> it, it, it could be mine. But I do also wanted to say that uh, I start this podcast off with, with a heavy heart. I mentioned last week to ask you guys to be praying for our family that my wife had to take our dog to the vet and that we were hoping to get back a, a good diagnosis. Unfortunately, it didn't work out uh, that way. So on Friday, we had to say goodbye to our family member. We had to say goodbye to Sugar. And it has. It's been, it's been a tough week. I still haven't, I, I'm still in that place where it feels surreal like last night I was laying in bed and I thought I heard her walk by. So I still have those moments. Matter of fact, right now I'm, I'm recording in my bedroom and I'm looking at the corner where her bed used to be. And, you know, at this point right now, she would actually probably be laying here with me. Although I probably wouldn't be recording, be recording because she'd be snoring <laughs> in the background. But I'll tell you, again, just having her with me and with our family, she really did. She, she stole my heart. And, and I, am, I am going to miss her terribly. So if you think about the family household, when you get moments or opportunities, if you could just be praying for us and how do we navigate through this process of our grieving People have asked us, are we going to get another dog soon? I think it's going to be some time before we do that because Sugar was, honestly, she was a perfect dog. She was just amazing. And I think, you know, for us to get another dog immediately, it wouldn't be fair to that dog because that dog would have such incredible shoes to fill. <laughs> so right now we just think it's it's best for us to, go through this process and then maybe in the future it'll be something that we'll consider. I, I know we won't always be a dogless family, um, but just right now we're, we're just not at the point where we're ready for it, ready for another one. And again, we just think it wouldn't be fair to that dog because he or she would have, like I said, these huge shoes to fill and the comparison thing, comparison thing just wouldn't be fair. So, you know, at, at that point, when we're ready for it, I'll probably talk about the new dog in the podcast and share some names and that, that kind of thing as well. But in the meantime, we'll be missing our sweet, sweet sugar. And like I said before, if you could take time to pray for our family, I really would appreciate it. Again, I just wanted to take this moment to say thank you so much for spending whatever time it is that you're spending with me, whether it's your afternoon, whether it's your evening, uh, whether it's your morning. Maybe you are in the car and you're listening in the car. Maybe you are on the treadmill 
and uh, you're running on a treadmill, maybe you're walking on a treadmill, uh, maybe you're looking at the treadmill and you're thinking, I should be on the treadmill. But either way, whatever it is that you're doing, I just wanted to take a moment to just say thank you so much for spending this time uh, with us. We really value that. And also, we wanted to ask you to do us a favor. If you could rate and review our podcast, what are the things that we're doing well? What are, we, what are the things that we can do better? We would love to hear from you. And as I always say, if you wouldn't give us a five-star review, please, please tell us why. Because we are committed to continuing to grow and improve and build upon what it is that we do so that we could be able to give the best Again, our goal is to impact as many lives as we can. And so the better the podcast is, the better it allows us to be able to do that. So if you have suggestions and things that we can do to make it better, please, please feel free to share because we are, like I said before, committed to growth and development and just seeing ourselves be the best that we could be. Uh, right now at Encounter, we are in the middle of a series called I'm Out. When you've lost faith in the faith. And really, if you are someone who's listening to this podcast right now and you're struggling with Christianity, thank you that you are here. If you left Christianity, but you're just giving it a try, thank you that you are here. And you're probably giving it a try because someone encouraged you, hey, check it out. You're talking about some interesting things when it comes to those who are wrestling with their faith. And so if you are here, again, so grateful for that and for you giving us your time. And I, I do want to say to you, like, if there are things that we can do better, we want to we, we want to know, you know, what those things are, um, especially because you're the one that we're really trying to do this for. And, and so please, you know, feel free to drop us a note or whatever it might be to say, hey, this is what you can do to make your impact, your your podcast better to be able to reach people like me. And I just wanted to make it really clear, as I said before, that the goal of this series is not debate. I think we've we've debated enough in the sense of, you know, sometimes as Christians we can come out like Jacobia Myers. <laughs> you know, we are we are God's attorney trying to prove without shadow of a doubt the existence of God um, and in the result the result of that sometimes could be that we steamroll those who are questioning those who are wrestling those who may may not believe the way that we believe so the goal of this series isn't to, to debate uh, the goal of this series isn't to argue uh, here's what I'm hoping to do I'm just hoping that we will be able to create places of conversation where we can just hang out, like I said before, and have a cup of coffee. And at the end of that cup of coffee, maybe you'll buy me another cup of coffee. <laughs> no, but seriously, at the end of that cup of coffee, maybe we leave the establishment once COVID-19 is done, but we leave coffee house or coffee bean, we leave Starbucks or whatever other coffee house we might be at. But we leave knowing that, hey, we may not agree with one another, but we can agree to disagree. And we can walk away knowing that I've been treated with dignity. I've been treated with honor. I've been treated with respect. I feel like I've been heard. 
and I feel like I've had a chance to hear, you know, the story of someone else who maybe thinks differently than I do. But still, we walk away knowing that in the future, hey, I wouldn't mind having a conversation with this person again because of the simple fact that we just hung out and we talked. And even if we disagreed, we still just talked. And I'm going to be talking a little bit later about some things that we could do to, as believers, to make ourselves a little bit more effective at being able to do this. But just to go back and reflect on what we talked about last Sunday is, you know, for, for some of you who are listening, you have some serious problems with the Bible. You do. You have doubts. You have concerns. You have questions. And, and dare I say, maybe there might even be parts, maybe significant parts, maybe not parts, maybe chunks of the Bible that you just flat out refuse to believe. And I guess one of the questions that we asked on Sunday is, is it possible to be someone who is a follower of Christ and yet still have questions yet still have doubts, yet still have worries or concerns, yet still have significant parts of the Bible that I flat out disagree with. Can I still be a believer? Can I still be part of the fold? Can I, can I still go to church, be, the, be a part of a church and have these doubts? Is it possible? And on Sunday, our conclusion that we came to was, yes, because the foundation of the Christian faith, and this might shock you, and if you're someone who believes in the inerrancy of Scripture, please just hear me out. Don't turn the podcast off immediately. But did you know that the foundation of our faith actually isn't the Bible? And here's the reason why I say that. It's because the Christian faith existed about 250 years before the Bible even existed. So if the foundation of the Christian faith isn't the Bible, then what is it? Well, I'll give you a hint. It's not called Bibleianity. <laughs> what is it called? It's called Christianity. And, and here's what we said on Sundays. We've said that, that the very first Christians, the defense of their faith, wasn't on you know the age of the earth it wasn't on um, all of these other aspects of the validity of the scriptures it, it was it really wasn't on that because at that point they didn't even have the scriptures yeah they could go to the jewish temple and they could be able to hear it but they didn't have the scriptures in hand and then what we what we have is is shortly after the resurrection of jesus christ we have the Gospels that are written. And then not only that, once we have the Gospels that are written, we have this huge influx of people that start to become Christians. And so these letters are written to show what does it look like to be a Christian? What does it look like to live the Christian life? And then finally, we have the summation of the New Testament and the prophecy of Revelations, other prophecies of Revelation, the book of Revelation. And, and I did miss one. 
Uh, just after the Gospels, we have a historical book of the early church called the Acts of the Apostles. You know, and then that's where we have the letters after that. And then, you know, from there we have the New Testament. But before it was all compiled, the one thing that they had was the Gospels. And once the Gospels were written, there was this explosion of copies of the Gospels. And I think there, there were several reasons why it was done. One was to preserve the integrity of what was written. The other reason why we had all these copies is because they wanted to get the word out about Jesus Christ and who he was and that he had risen from the grave and that he was alive. And not only that, that his death and his resurrection, it conquered sin, it conquered death. And it was, it, it, it was a firm stamp on the simple fact that Jesus loves you. He loves us. He loves us. And on Sunday, I, one of the things I talked about as well is one of the ways that we can know of, of a basic timeline when the New Testament was written, or at least the Gospels, when the Gospels are written. And when I say the Gospels, I'm talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. One of the ways that we can have an idea of when the date is that they were written, or at least have an idea of the timeline, is because in 70 AD, you have the fall of the Jewish temple. And so there is this big, massive movement where, where Rome comes in, Jerusalem is destroyed, and then the temple is destroyed. And for something so significant within the Jewish culture, it's amazing that it's never mentioned in the Gospels and is never mentioned in the entirety of the New Testament. And I think one of the reasons why, for sure, with the Gospels is because it hadn't happened yet. And if that being true, then that would mean that the Gospels predate the fall of the Jewish temple, which would be 70 AD. It's not something that they would have ignored. They would have talked about it from a historical perspective, because it would be equivalent, as I said on Sunday, it would be equivalent to someone talking about this timeline right here, right now, and just ignoring the fact that COVID-19 has happened. I mean, we're, we're talking about a major virus that has infected over a million people just in the United States alone, that it has disrupted our entire lives for, for months and for it not to be mentioned. I mean, there's just no way from the annals of history that will come back to 2020, COVID-19 will always be in the discussion because of its significance. And if that being the case, the fall of the Jewish temple to the Jewish culture was just as, if not more significant than what we would say with COVID-19. And if that being the case, then it definitely, it definitely would have been written about in the Gospels. And so because it isn't, then what we can conclude is this, is that it was written before. So now that what that would do is that would put the Gospels between uh, after the death of Jesus Christ, which was, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which would have been around 30 AD or 30 uh, CE, common era, depending on what dating system you want to use, all the way up to 70 AD or CE, depending on what dating system 
you want to use, but we can put the Gospels somewhere in there. And again, the reason why the Gospels were so important is because at, at that point, Christianity had one simple defense. Jesus Christ died, he was crucified, he risen, he had risen, we saw him alive again. We saw him alive again. And the beauty of this is then if the if the gospels then are written between 33 AD and 70 AD, then what that tells us is it was written during the time where its eyewitnesses were also still alive. And again, the claim of the Gospels isn't, hey, this is something that we believe. The claim of the Gospels is, this is what we saw. This is what we saw. That was the foundation of everything. Back then, if you were persecuted, and every one of the remaining disciples were, the only one, there's only two who weren't. The first one is Judas, because at this point, at that point, he'd already committed suicide when Jesus Christ had been crucified. And we have John, and they say that according to church history, John miraculously survived being persecuted. And then after that, he was exiled to the island of Patmos. But other than that, the rest of the disciples lost their lives. And, and there was no explanation for the level of confidence that the disciples had except for this one simple thing. He died, he rose again, and we saw him. We saw him. See, before he had risen, the disciples were afraid for their lives, so they went into hiding. They went into hiding because they thought if they could destroy our leader, if they could kill our leader, then what are they going to do to us? So they went into hiding. But now, a couple of months after that, here we have these guys that are hiding, specifically Peter, who's in hiding, and now he stands up. And on that day, 3,000 people, when he stands up and gives the very first message about Jesus Christ and who he is, on that day, 3,000 people make commitments to Jesus Christ. I mean, it's, it's just phenomenal. And from that point, the growth and the explosion of Christianity is unexplainable. It's unexplainable. But it just had one defense. It wasn't trying to it wasn't to trying to defend all of the scriptures. It just had one defense. He died, he rose, I saw him. That was it. That was it. And this movement we call Christianity exploded up until then. So I really do pray that maybe as we're listening to this and we see that that is the foundation for the faith, then what we can do is we can begin to look at other elements of the scriptures and we could say, hey, there, there are some areas where I have some problems. I have some problems and I need to figure that out. You know, I, I will tell you that this series has been a challenge to me. It really has, because here's my mindset. Like when I pick up the Bible and I'm reading through it and I'm preparing messages I look at it from the perspective of practicality. How can I take this? How can I utilize this? How can I apply it to my very life? Because one of the things that people will say is that they feel like the Bible is no longer relevant to their lives. So I look for practicality in it 
to show that I can take the Bible and still utilize it to this day. And that's just kind of my mindset. It's weird because I was trying to figure out how do I word this? Because I, I don't want to say I'm dumb because <laughs> I'm not. I'm just not wired to approach the scriptures from an intellectual perspective. I approach them from a practical perspective. But here's one of the things I'm realizing is that I need to learn how to find a balance in that way because the intellectual dynamic really is important because it is the intellectual dynamic that people are struggling with that they are walking away from. You know, some of the things that I've seen that people are wrestling with is they have problems with the Bible and science. Can the two be reconciled? Another one of the challenges that I've seen where people are struggling with is, what do I do with the good people around the world? Like, you believe in Jesus, but is it possible that the reason why you believe in Jesus is because you were born here in America, in a place where Christianity has had a stronghold since its existence? So, of course, you would believe in it because you were born here. But what about those who were born in India? What about those who were born in Iran? What about those who were born in Asian countries? Well, I guess India is an Asian country, isn't it? <laughs> but what about those who were born in like China or Japan? So, you know, you have all of these other religions that are around the world. What about those who have not been exposed to Christianity and to the Christian faith? How do you reconcile that with the statements of the the believing in, in Jesus Christ. And, and you know, just again, some of the other challenges that the people have with the Bible itself and what they feel like are the contradictions. And then not only that, what about the problem of evil? Can you talk about that God is a loving God? What about the problem of evil? And here's what we're going to do is actually in two weeks, we're actually going to deal with that question. We're going to deal with that question in two weeks. But I, I've been challenged to begin to look at some of these intellectual problems that people have with the scriptures and how do we begin to approach them. Now, one of the things you may have already noticed is I have been given an answer to some of those problems. And honestly, that's not my goal today. That's not my goal today. Now, that's not to say that I won't. It's not to say that I won't do that in the future. But I think if I were to address all of those things, this podcast will be a lot longer than its normal time. <laughs> so I don't have time to address all of those questions, but I promise you in some way, form or fashion, I will in the future because I'm realizing that not only do people need the practical aspects of the gospels and, and the scriptures, but we also need to be able to dig into some of the intellectual aspects of it so that I can feel like I'm, I'm more grounded in my faith. I'm prepared to deal with some of those things that cause me to doubt and cause me to have questions. So I want to make it really clear that for those of you who are struggling, I'm, I'm not ignoring your questions. I, I will address them in the future because I think we need to. And I think as, as, as a church, and when I say church, I mean church capital C, we need to be able to approach and wrestle through some of those questions, some of those things that have been deemed un approachable but again i think there's some other things that we need to continue to work on changing as well 
And as I said before, one of the things we need to work on is our attitudes, like the attitude of believers. How do we make sure that we are answering questions that we're, we're, we're going back to what I was talking about before, right? We're not here to debate. We're not here to argue. We're not here to quarrel. This is not a courthouse where I have to prove to you. No, 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 no. What we're doing is let's sit down. Let's have a conversation. Let's dialogue and let's talk about it. And I think one of the things that we have to do as Christians is we have to make sure that we check our attitudes because, and those of you who are listening, who have wrestled with the Christian faith and have walked away, I'm going to tell you some of the reasons why you have. And that's because of the response of Christians towards you. Like, have you ever had someone tell you, you know what, you just want to walk away from the Christian faith because you don't want to live out the Christian faith. You just want to go back and you want to break away and have your fun, do the sins of the world, right? There's almost this mentality that for those who don't believe in God, for those who are atheists, that you are out and out sinners, right? There is this, this judgment of you and it, we just, we just, we just ooze that, that judgment of, because of the way that we look at those who are not of our fold. You know, there, there's almost like this contempt that we have. And dare I say, arrogance, right? Haven't some of you walked away from the fold because you've seen that arrogance? Like you may have, you may have had some doubts. You may have had some concerns. You may have had some worries. And, and you have made, maybe, when you approached whomever it was that you talked to, here's what you were really looking for, is you were looking for this. Give me a reason to stay. And I think for us as Christians, realize this. Realize that if somebody's coming to you and they are wrestling with their faith, Sometimes they're, they're coming to you because their world has been shocked. Like, like their foundation has been shocked. Like, like the carpet, the, the rug for which they stood on for majority of their lives has now been snatched from under them. And, and, and they're trying to figure out, like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Can, can you give me a reason to stay? And then here we come, Joe judging Christian. And you know what we do? Is we confirm why they should leave. And although we may have an incredible answer to their question, but because of the attitude in which we deliver it, we're not heard. Or sometimes we become more focused on giving an answer than hearing the problem. Or sometimes, and, and I've done this, 
with others and and not just about the scriptures but there have been times and haven't you done this too where you are so focused on giving your answer your perspective your thought that you're not even listening you're just waiting for pause to make your next point <laughs> have you have you been guilty i i've been guilty of that i've been guilty of that and and dare i say I've been guilty of that to those who have questioned me about my faith. And if you're here and you're listening and it was you in the past, I just want to ask you to please forgive me. Please forgive me for my arrogance. Please forgive me for my, dare I say, insecurity. Please forgive me for my lack of love and its development. And I really want to encourage you who are Christians who are listening to this, that if this convicts you, that you realize like, Ken, that's, that, that was, that was me. You know what I want to encourage you to do? Maybe go back to that person if you can. Maybe it was a family member, a friend. But you were a jerk. Let's just be honest. I'll be honest, I was a jerk. <laughs> I, I wish that there was a better, I was a jerk. And sometimes it, it's not that it's birthed out of a bad heart. But sometimes it was just because it was birthed out of this sense of, I need to prove this. I need to prove this to you. And I think I've gotten to a place in my faith now, I've gotten to a place in my life now where I realize it's not my job to defend God. Now, before you freak out, yes, it does say in 1 Peter chapter 5, Verse three, be prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have. But you know what it also says? But do this with gentleness and respect. So here's what I've been called to do. And I think this is what we've all been called to be. We've just been called to be eyewitnesses. Just tell your story. Just share what you believe with respect and just let the other person decide what they want to do with it. You know, there are some passages that I think of that I think will help with this. James 119, it tells us to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. I mean, just imagine if we did that, that would just revolutionize the way that we interact with others as a whole. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 24 says a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone. Be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. And I want to make this really clear. I am not saying that someone who comes to you with a different perspective is coming to you to be difficult I don't 
think that that's the perspective that they're coming from. But sometimes the idea of a difficult person is just someone who is wrestling, who's trying to, again, figure this thing out. I love what it says in Proverbs 18, 13 as well. It says, spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. Or as Judge Judy would say, God gave you two ears and one mouth. So which ones should you be using the most? <laughs> that's right. I got to work Judge Judy in. But I, I think that that's so right on. And I think as believers, we're, we're making some strides. I don't, I don't know if you heard about this, but Rhett and Link, if you're not familiar with who Rhett and Link are, they're very famous YouTubers. Uh, at one time, they were Christians. Matter of fact, they were with an organization called Campus Crusade for Christ, which was on a college campus. But they just recently both came out and shared what they would call was a, a deconstruction of their faith on their personal podcast called Ear Biscuits. And they just kind of walked through, like, here are the reasons why we walked away. Here were our, our struggles. Rhett was a little bit more on the scientific element of it. Link was more on the relational element of it. But they both shared their stories of, of why they walked away. And I would say one of the things that I, I appreciated is when I walked through and I just started looking at, at some of the comments from the podcast. And specifically, I'll be honest, I was looking for the comments from the Christians. <laughs> like, what would they say? And I, and I will say this, that in some ways, Christians, we, we've made strides. There were some things that were on there that were from pure knuckleheads. But there were also some other elements where we were like, hey, I struggled. And I didn't come to the same conclusion that you did. But I understand why you struggle. And I thought that was great. I thought that was great. And, and I want to make sure that we continue to approach things from a perspective to where we can walk alongside. Because I'll tell you, here's what's happening as well. For people that are walking away from, from the faith, you know what they're finding? Community. For some of them, they're actually finding the community that they actually wanted to stay in the faith. And I think, gosh, again, this goes back to what I was talking about before, you know, and last week of how as believers, we need to stop shooting our wounded. We need to make sure that we are committed to listening. So I really do hope that, you know, with this, you can maybe see some of the internal things that have been happening in my own soul with me as a pastor and with some of the directions that I want to go in. I, like I said, I still want to be practical, but I also want to begin to do messages in the future where we tackle some of the tough questions. And I feel like that's what I'm doing for this series is I'm allowing myself to be challenged intellectually and to be able to process that and be able to communicate that back to you. So I do, I, I hope that you'll join us for our live stream this Sunday. You know, two weeks ago, we talked about how maybe one of the reasons why you walked away was because you were given the wrong version of God. And if you walked away from that wrong version of God, then I, I, I understand why. And I probably would have walked away from that version of God too. 
But again, now that means, is there a way that we can come back to this place of having not a Sunday school faith, but more of having an adult faith where we are able to recognize and understand who God is. And so that's what we're going to be looking at this Sunday. I'm calling the message the tip of the iceberg (laughs) because it really is the tip of the iceberg in understanding who God is. But maybe with this tip, we can begin to dig into, hey, if this is what Jesus says, what God is like, what my father is like, then maybe we start with that foundation and kind of build out from there. And then, like I said, in two weeks, we're going to be wrestling through and walking through the problem of evil. And how do we deal with that? So please join us for our live stream this coming Sunday at 1030 a.m. And I also want to let you know if you're someone who's out there and you listen to this podcast and you are struggling with food or you know someone else who is in need of food. Next Wednesday, we are having our mobile food bank at the church. It's going to start at nine o'clock. If you want to get there earlier, uh, please feel free to get there earlier uh, to get your place in line. And then once we get everything set up, we'll start passing out food to everyone that's there. But again, the only way that we're going to overcome this COVID-19 thing is for us to be able to do it together because that's how we're in this together. And again, our goal as a church is we want to be a place that really cares for not only the spiritual needs of others, but also their psychological need, their emotional need. And with this food, their spiritual or their physical need. So again, please come out if you need food or if you know of anyone else that needs food, let them know. Again, our address is Encounter Community Church, 18749 Crenshaw Boulevard, Torrance, California, 90504. And again, it's next Wednesday, May 13th, starting at 9 a.m. We would love to have you there if you're in need of food and be able to take care of you. Or if you have a friend or someone else in need of food, we would love to take care of them as well. Well, again, a counter is about three things. Love up, love out, love in. Loving up, we want to be madly and passionately in love with God. Loving out, and the, the truth is, if we are madly and passionately in love with God, guess what the natural response is that's going to be? Loving out, where we love our fellow man, where we love those in need, and we take care of them. And then finally, loving in. Let's take care of ourselves. Let's stay healthy, take the vitamin C. And again, if you are sick, stay in, make sure that you protect others. We'll take care. God bless you. And we look forward to having you back with us next week. And again, join us for our live stream this coming Sunday, 1030 a.m. on YouTube, as well as on Facebook. Well, God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you're looking for a way to get more connected to our church, 
head over to our website at encountercommunity.church. You can see the times of our services as well as the events that are happening at our church. And you can feel free to come out and join us. Also, if you'd like to make a donation uh, to our church, allowing us to continue to make a difference in our community, then you can head over to the page that says online giving and you can follow the link from there. Well, take care. God bless you. And we're looking forward to seeing you once again next week.